Hello, it's Fatih and this is Pizug Integration Podcast. I will try to share information mainly about integration on SAP technologies and mainly about Cloud Platform Integration Suite, also known as CPI. Today's topic is the highlights of blog posts shared on SAP community in December 2020. They are sorted chronologically, I will number them so you can find the links that interest you more easily in the description. Let's start. The first blog post is by Axel about how can you improve an already working flow. In this scenario, there is a writer or a group of writers that send data to CPI one item at a time. CPI aggregates and stores the data and there is a reader system that reads the data in batches of 1000. Reader system then calls delete method in the flow. Same flow contains insert, read and delete operations. Read method also returns the number of remaining entries in a non-performant way and delete operation works on item level. Solution to the first problem is the reader client doesn't need the remaining entries information at all. If it should work faster than the normal scheduled time when there are more items, the reader can find that out if the maximum number of items are returned. If there is 1000 items, it should call CPI again. If less, it can call later. For the second problem, converting delayed operation to work with batch requests improves the network performance. There is certainly more information in the post, I recommend reading it, it's filled with good ideas. I especially like it because sometimes you need to focus on the error, dive deep into a step and sometimes you should see the big picture and change the logic itself while learning the possibilities of the tool. You can do that by changing a few lines of code or a few steps, but the impact on performance or correctness will be big. Second blog post written by Satyapama. It's useful if you want to see an example for OAuth 2 authentication on Cloud Foundry tenant to consume one of the standard APIs CPI tenant provides. The third post is about integration advisor by the most authoritative person on the topic. Gunther explains and shares XSLT scripts about how you can add ordinal numbers that increase like 1, 2, 3 for target IDOC line items. It's a good and complete example. This post is also important for another reason. It shows that it's okay to get between the standard steps in the integration advisor template. Number 4. I have grouped three blog posts by Balchandra. He writes a series called EIP in CPI consistently for the community. EIP means Enterprise Integration Patterns, which is an influential book for reasoning about enterprise integration. Apache Camel's design is influenced by Enterprise Integration Patterns. And as you know, SAP CPI is technically based on Apache Camel. Each EIP in CPI post explains these patterns briefly and then explains how they can be achieved using the tools at hand on CPI. I'll put a link for the EIP in CPI index page that contains 
links to all posts. In December we got three patterns, channel adapter, messaging bridge and message bus. All patterns get high points from Balchandra, that means they are very easy to implement on CPI or supported by CPI in a way enterprise integration patterns make sense. Number 5. Santosh explains how you can configure custom domains for CPI in the NEO environment. It's an interesting blog post that includes running commands in the terminal using subcloud platform console client for the NEO environment. Number 6. In this post, Andre explains how you can modify notifications sent from CPI to alert notification service. This method can be also useful for other alerting or monitoring services or just simple email. I like the idea that SAP uses the same tenant APIs that are open to anybody who wants to develop on CPI. Number 7. Marina gives a nice example with pictures about how you can use batch processing with OData version 4 adapter. Number 8. Two blog posts about the new GDBC connection to on-premise database capability. Fernando and Sri Prasad both explain the concept with different examples. I like how the community is eager to discover and share what's possible and I like more examples. 9. First a blog post for Postman by Arvin. You can use Postman instead of SOAP UI, you just need to be aware of the SOAP envelope. And this first blog post explains how, with an example called S4HANA Cloud. And there is the blog series, integrating S4HANA Cloud with third-party VMS using CPI. The series are useful as an example for enabling connectivity between S4HANA Cloud and CPI. 10. The post by Yevgen explains how you can also improve standard packages from the Discover section, which is also SAP API Business Hub, can be improved by injecting GMS queues. 11. Alexander shares the news for integration flow design guidelines. I am personally impressed by these design guidelines. Sometimes they also contain the concepts in general out of the context of CPI and they are very educational. There are links to the documentation in the blog post and each documentation also contains an example CPI package and example HTTP requests. You can see a lot of effort went to prepare these, very nice and high quality sharing by SAP. 12. Olga shares the results of the global survey for SAP integration, part 2. It's a survey from International Focus Group for Integration, which is an initiative by international SAP user groups. I have two key takeaways, but I recommend you to check the post. First one, what's the percentage of usage for plain CPI with regards to enterprise messaging, API management, open connectors and integration advisor. There is 2 to 1 or 4 to 1 usage difference for these capabilities. Second one, for areas that should be improved, monitoring and developer usability topics come on top. 13. Intelligent Integration Landscape Operating Model by Saravia. This is not a technical post, 
but an interesting high-level post that discuss common problems organizations have with integration and proposes an operating model. Each organization is different because they have different number of integrations with varying criticality, different volumes of data, different personnel counts for integration and different organization structures. Therefore, they would need different models for operation. But I think it would always help to have discussion and more guidelines around the topic. SAP also has a basic operating model document where operational responsibilities are divided between SAP and the customer. I'll put the link in the description. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. If I mispronounced names, please correct me. I wanted to include names because sharing is a personal, deliberate action. As always, I would like to get feedback from you. See you next time.